This call is being recorded. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Good morning, Valacita. It's Diane. Good Happy morning, Wednesday. Diane. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. Good morning, family. Good morning, Brother E. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Shantae. Good morning, Shantae. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Diva. Good morning. Yes, good morning. So good to hear you, Yvonne. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Palacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Victory family. It's Pam. I love y'all. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Pam. We love you, too, and happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else is on the line? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you as well, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us?
Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Salasita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Salasita. Good morning, Declare Victory family. It's Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Dee Dee. Hey, Felicita. Good morning, Dee Dee. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicito. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear. Oh, I'm sorry. Who was that? Good morning, it's Beverly. Oh, good morning, Beverly. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to join us in August as the new theme will be The Called. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declares. We have two announcements. Today is the day that Declare Victory fasts for anything that you maybe believe in the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m., when we will call back into this same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into Declare Victory prayer call, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory. 
We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. Order up. The order of the call is as follows. The declaration will be done by Dion. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Sabrina. Then we'll go right into closing comments, which will be hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Declaration by Dion. Praying and corporate praise by Sabrina. And closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture today is Luke chapter chapter 12, verse 31 through 32. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives you for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to Dion. Amen, amen, and thank God. Thank you, Valuable, for doing what you do best. Thank you for your calming and soothing voice this Wednesday morning. Um, It is, as always, a pleasure um, to join you guys this morning. Thank God for you and being my family and knowing without a shadow of a doubt that God joined us all together for such a time as this. Again, it's Wednesday, our Wait While You Wait Wednesday. It's our day we have set aside uh, to fast. And at 5 p.m., we later join Lady Diana. She hosts our um, just time of prayer and praise and celebration in advance for what we are petitioning um, our Lord and Savior for. Um, This morning, I want to implore each of you Um, This morning, if you are joining us in the fast, and even if you're not, even during the course of your day, if you would be kind enough um, to consider your family, uh, your your parents, your children, um, your extended family, uh, as this morning is probably going to make some folks uncomfortable. I know it made me uncomfortable originally. And... um, I'm believing God for some restoration, for some repairs to be made in the spirit. I'm looking for God to shift some things um, as a result of how we approach the throne this morning um, in in our bloodlines. I also want you to, if you would, please, uh, one of my sisters, dear sister, lost her husband on yesterday. Her name is Benita. If you will mention her uh, in your prayers and just ask that God continue to give her strength, um, continue to be her comforter and continue to um, embrace her in peace. I also want us to be real mindful this morning, if you could, um, please be sure that your phones are on mute. Amen. Be sure that your phones are on mute just to protect protect the continuity of the call itself. Amen. All right. And if I could uh, for a title this morning, we will call it, but now, but now. Um, And again, I'll give you a couple of moments to make sure that you put your phones on mute. 
Amen. Um, so you guys know that I have been out of town myself. Um, Lisa, Gloria, um, Dondria, we all went to, um, to Chicago this past weekend, had a phenomenal time. Um, I don't even know if that's a good word for it. I had such a time that, honey, listen, y'all should borderline be jealous. It was so dope. <laughs> I'm being silly, but I'm not. Um, it was an amazing time in the Lord. We got to spend time with uh, Minister Watson, uh, Philip Watson, who shares on the call here quite frequently, but more than anything, we had an opportunity to spend some time in worship um, on a whole nother level. It's not that I've not been to that place before, but this was different. Um, We got to um, really get in God's face and just tell him how amazing he is, um, how much we love him, just exalt and extol him. And so this morning, uh, I want to encourage you. I know some of you are getting ready for work. Um, you may end up having to listen to the playback uh, to experience the full impact of what this morning um, I'm believing God is going to bring, um, is going to present. And uh, but but I'm also expecting that you experience immediate shift in your lives, um, in the lives of your loved ones, in the lives of your friends and your family. I, I am so excited that I borderline feel like uh, running outside. We, me, uh, Tanya and I have a running joke. So Nick is like super on fire, very new to the faith, but just excited about who Jesus is and ready to uh, move into action. So I am, I'm feeling kind of churchy, borderline. (laughs) Um, I'm just excited about what God is doing. So during the course of this weekend, um, we went through, of course, some some forgiveness exercises. Um, we went through some deliverance exercises. But more importantly, we began to deal with generational curses and bloodline curses and word curses. Um, and, and of course, that's not normally the topical conversation when we go um, to church on Sundays. It's not something that is common vernacular. Um, you know, we, we spend a whole bunch of time having our emotions um, enticed and being pulled into a place of excitement. But the reality is, if you're anything like myself, um, we we miss a lot of victories because that emotional excitement lasts but for a moment. Um, and to be very honest, I'm sick of it. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of being... Um, lulled into a place of being emotionally moved. Um, I need some results in my family. I need some results um, in my heart. I need some results in my relationships. I need some results um, in my understanding. I need some results uh, in my in my heart and in the way that I think and I feel. And so I, I really began probably while Josiah was sick, Um, asking the Lord, what am I missing? Why am I not experiencing um, the truth of your word to its fullness? You said um, that we would experience abundance. You said 
I, I really began to declare some things um, to the Lord and ask for some specific whys and hows and and what's and and how do I shift things, um, not just in my family, but in every area of my life. I, I want to experience the abundance that you talk about. I want to experience. Um, the fullness of joy that you talk about. And it started this amazing journey, guys. Um, so much so that I get to look at my healed baby. Um, and, and I know I, I refer to him often. Um, but you guys know that I was really, really pressed. Um, and right before we got ready to leave, of course, there had to be some sort of an attack. And Demaria just started having um, a lot of emotional stuff. And he was he was far away. And normally what I would do is I would have gotten on a plane and went to where he was to go get him and bring him home. Um, and I got arrested in the spirit. And the Lord told me, this is not your business. All I need you to do is pray and trust me. And then I began to ask you all to pray for him. Um, so much so that I was spending the majority of my day just really in God's face about my children and having to deal with the emotional connection of feeling like, what did I do wrong? What mistakes did I make? And the Lord began to share with me, this doesn't have anything to do, quote unquote, with your mistakes. It has everything to do with my will. And if you trust me through this, like you trusted me with Josiah, I'll bring him out. I'll help him see. Um, and so I, I just want to give a great report. I have two really good reports this morning. And I wanted to thank you all uh, for, for partnering with me in prayer um, to see it follow through. So mind you, DeMarie is in, in Georgia, 3,000 miles away. Um, I got a plane to catch and I'm torn. I'm a mother. And... Um, and it was very hard for me um, coming from lines and lines of control not to want to go and try to fix it. Well, I want you to know that your prayers reached into hell's fire, not only pulled my baby out, uh, but we, we passed one another on planes as he made it home. I was concerned that because emotionally and mentally he was completely thrown off and I knew it. Um, I was concerned that he wouldn't make it through the plane ride without being thrown off. Uh, well, I need you to know he's at home and um, not only is he not thrown off, but he said, Mom, I don't know what happened. Ah, Romandia Sika de Sianamandose. My heart is very grateful because God is faithful. Um, not only is he faithful, but he can do anything. Hasn't had any medication, but my, my son came back and I know that God did that for me to remind me that if I ask for bread, he will not give me a stone. Now on the heels of that, um, after spending hours, we would be in session from 10 o'clock in the morning until about 10 o'clock at night and still didn't want to leave. But we we spent time literally hours and hours and hours in worship, knowing that we had left just what what I'm accustomed to, uh, what most of us are accustomed to. We whisper our little prayers and we move along with the course of our day, but we spent time in worship and uh, in communicating with God and telling him uh, all of the things. I think that a lot of times we have so many compartments 
because of the pains of life and the tears in our souls that we harbor things with God as if he doesn't know. But I had an opportunity uh, to get naked. And there have been some things in my family that I've been fighting against and asking God, when will I see something different? When will I know uh, that you heard me? Sometimes I felt like he didn't hear me, you guys. And so my my grandmother passed in 2015. And now here it is um, approaching uh, the fifth year. And... Um, actually the fourth year, I'm sorry. And we went through some renunciation processes um, and we actually went to the courts of heaven. And I promise I'll give you scripture to support what I'm saying. Um, and I began to pray for my bloodline. And this was Saturday night. Um, by Saturday, 10 something hour time, I called my mother because I was super excited Um, And not because I had seen anything happen at the moment, but there was a knowing on the inside that something had changed, not just uh, with my my children, but with my family. As I called my mother, she did not answer, which was fine. But she later sent me a text message to tell me that her and my aunt, who had not spoken since my grandmother died, had been on the phone for hours. Um, And when I heard her voice, she couldn't speak through her tears. And I knew in that moment that God had heard what I asked. And while everything isn't perfect, I want you to remember that when we ask God for something, he hears us. But there are times where things are caught up in the heavens because we've not taken the right courses, the right steps or the right actions. Some of us are parenting um, children who are fighting our demons, who are fighting the demons of their grandparents and their great-grandparents. And the word clearly says that some things, um, some curses will be carried out for 400 years, some 40 years. But I fooled around and the Lord allowed my eyes to be open to some things. And today I feel unstoppable in the spirit. And I know I'm a little bit extreme and I'm not asking you um, uh, to be who I am or believe how I believe. But I want to extend to you um, and impart to you uh, this measure of faith that your faith fail you not. Some of you feel like God has not heard you, but I want you to know he has. And I'm praying that this morning will shift some things for you like the word of God shifted some things for me. And I I just want to say, I I loved him before. I loved him before. I knew that he could before. Uh, when, When he healed Josiah, I knew that he could before. Uh, as he shifted to Maria, I knew that he could before when he brought Deontay out of the depths of addiction with no residue, just automatically. I knew that he could before, uh, but to reach and extend to my aunt and my mother, I know that he can. I loved him before, but now. Ah, But now I have a whole different uh, understanding. I have a whole different uh, desire to see not just me, but you, you're my family. It's important to me that your children win. 
It's important to me that curses are broken off of your family's lives. It's important to me that things shift in your finances and in your marriages and in your understandings and in your desire to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness with the expectation that everything else will be added unto you. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna do some reading. Um, some of it will be lengthy. I'm also going to invite you um, to download a book. And what this book talks about um, is how a lot of times when we pray, we're shadow boxing. That's that's exactly how he worded it, and it not only made sense to me, uh, but it also began to illuminate the reality that sometimes we pray amiss. And we don't point the arrows that God has given us to point at the things that we're really looking at. We mulberry bush most things because a lot of times it's hard to confess that this, this, or this is a problem. Amen. Um, so here, let me, let me read some. Um, so then they led the man that had been born blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus made the mud and smeared it on the man's eyes on the Sabbath day. So Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. And the man told them, he put mud on my eyes. I washed and now I see. Some Pharisees said, this man isn't from God because he breaks the Sabbath law. Others said, how can sinners do miraculous signs like these? So they were divided. Some of the Pharisees questioned the man who had been born blind again. What do you have to say about him since he healed your eyes? He responded, he's a prophet. The Jewish leaders didn't believe the man had been blind and received his sight until they called for his parents. The Jewish leaders asked them, is this your son? Are you saying he was born blind? Well, then how can he see? His parents answered, we know he is our son. We know that he was born blind, but we don't know how he now sees. And we don't know who healed his eyes. Ask him. He's old enough to speak for himself. And his parents said this because they feared the Jewish authorities. This is because the Jewish authorities had already decided that whoever confessed Jesus to be the Christ would be expelled from the synagogue. Mute your phone, please. That's why his parents said he's old enough. Ask him. Therefore, they called a second time for the man who had been born blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. The man answered, listen, I don't know whether he's a sinner. Here's what I do know. I was blind, but now I see. They questioned him. What did he do to you? How did he heal your eyes? He replied, look, check this out. I already told you and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? What difference will it make if I say it over? Do you want do you want to become his disciples too? Look, if you know like I know, you will come and meet a man that I met 
that changed everything about me. They insulted him. You are his disciple, but we are Moses's disciples. We'd rather deal with the law and follow the rules and deal with the structure that the uh, church authorities put in place. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we don't know where this man came from. Listen, I know Moses. I know all these rules on this tablet. I know what I can and can't do, but I don't know about healing and deliverance. I don't know about change and reinventing me. I don't know about forgiveness and being pardoned. I don't know about all of the good stuff of the kingdom, but I I know about all of these rules and all of these games. And, and I know about church. I know about being on the usher board. I know about being a deacon. I know about being a, a minister and wearing a collar, but I don't know about this Jesus cat. The man answered, this is incredible. You don't know where he's from, yet he healed my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners. God listens to everyone who is devout and who does his will. No one has ever heard of healing of the eyes of someone that is born blind. If this man wasn't from God, he couldn't do this. And they responded, you were born completely in sin. How is it that you dare to teach us? Isn't that just like people? And then they expelled him. Isn't that just like folks? God see, uh, they see God changing things and moving things and delivering you and, and showing you his way and moving you out of darkness into light. And now here you are with the cooties, quote unquote. Now here you are ineligible to be part of the clan, to be part of the tribe, to be part of the clue. But isn't it just like God? to show up on the scene and to demonstrate his power and to demonstrate his authority and to demonstrate his love through someone that nobody can recognize as being the called, right? This man was called to freedom. He was called to vision. He was called to being able to see because I believe that when God healed his eyes, not only did he heal his eyes, but he healed him and made him whole. The man was clear without a shadow of a doubt. Look, check this out. You should be his disciples too. <laughs> you, you should be uh, what he expects all of us to be. And that is free because he who the son sets free is free indeed. And Jesus heard that they had expelled the man born blind, finding him and said, listen, do you believe in the human one? And he answered, who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. And Jesus said, you've seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. I have a question for you this morning. Are you experiencing God? Have you missed him? Is he standing right in front of you with his hand extended, but yet and still, even though he came to give you sight, even though he came to shift your life, are you missing it because you're sitting on a pew? Are you missing it because your name's not called on Sunday mornings? Are you missing it because you have a title or you're standing in a position? Are you missing it? Jesus is right before us, right? Again, Jesus said, you've seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking to you right now. And the man said this, Lord, I believe right? 
Lord, I believe. And he worshiped Jesus. Now, I'm going to read the, these last couple of scriptures, and then I'm going to go into um, how we approach the courts. Amen. And Jesus said, I have come into this world to exercise judgment so that those who don't see can see. And those who do see what they think they see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard what he said and asked, surely we aren't blind, are we? <laughs> and Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you wouldn't have any sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. So Jesus answered them uh, with a parable in stating, yeah, you think you're not blind. You, you think you figured it out. You think you got it. You think you know it all. But at the end of the day, still you sin, you and your sin still remain. Um, and so this morning, right before I go into um, the teachings, and I know we'll have to finish it on the other side of the call, um, I pray, God, this morning that you would begin uh, to open the eyes of the blind and begin to change our perspectives. Help us, Lord God, to see you in your infinite power. Move us out of death and into life. Move us out of uh, frustration and uh complete and utter darkness, God, change the eyes of our understanding so that we'll see you, so that we'll recognize you in your infinite power. Begin to move in and through us, Lord God, in such a way that it changes how we perceive who you are. God, that it changes how we perceive uh, the responsibility that we have for our bloodline and for our kindred, God, for those that are lost and broken. God, begin to move on the inside of us as it relates to vision and foresight, Lord God. Help us to recognize that who you predestined, you foreknew. Begin to move us into the truth of your word in such a way that our lives become the light of the earth. God, that we begin uh, to gain back the strength of our saltiness, that we would flavor the earth. God, we pray your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. God, this day, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. God, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So I want to introduce to you uh, the concepts of the courts. And, and a lot of times uh, we hear these scriptures and we, we hear them said so lightly and they don't carry the weight necessary to begin to shift us into understanding that prayer is a place. It is not something that we exercise. It's not something that happens uh, in the mornings when we turn over and tell the Lord, thank you. But prayer is actually a location and we find our strength in prayer when we get to the place of the third heaven. In so doing, we move before the courts of heaven uh, and we stand in front of the great judge, the just judge who hears our petitions and then begins to answer them. Uh, one of the reasons I believe that we don't see our prayers answered is because we pray from a remedial place. We pray from a superficial place. We pray out of our emotions. We pray out of our need. We pray 
pray out of our desperation, but there is a place that we can pray for, from that puts us right in the presence of God as we begin to minister to him, uh, not out of our needs, not of, out of what we think we want, but we pray to him from a place and a posture of purity where we remind God of who he is to us, of how great he is in the earth and how he has the power to do and change anything. So there are levels of quote unquote, the courts, and there is what's called the court of meditation. It is setting outside of the court. In the court of meditation, you should all, that's always your first step in the process in gaining access to justice. I'll explain more, I promise. Setting outside of the courts. So we know that normally when we go to a court hearing, uh, we get there, we register, we, we let the folks know there are scrolls and I'll, I'll read some more scripture just about the scrolls and the opening of the book in heaven uh, where we set outside of court. So we wait outside because the docket is posted normally on the door, right? So we know what, what cases are presiding. Uh, that is the, the, the place of reconciliation. So the court of medication meditation, that's number one. Uh, the Number two is the court of petition, right? So don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, every situation, make your prayers and petitions known unto God with thanksgiving, uh, present your request to God. That's Philippians four and six. That's the court petition. So number one is the court of meditation. That's where you start to ponder or you think to yourself. Now, all things are of God, mute your line, please, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That's 2 Corinthians 5 and 18. Number two is the court of petition. And again, that was um, Philippians 4 and 6. We already operate in the courts of heaven when we bring our prayers and petitions to the Lord, right? Notice that Paul reminds us consistently that we need to do everything that we do with thankfulness, not with a spirit of revenge or frustration, but knowing that when we uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and his courts with praise, I, I never really put the two together. So normally we sit outside the court until uh, the docket is set to be read during the course of the day. And then there is the throne of grace. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's Hebrew, the 14th, I mean, the fourth chapter, the 16th verse. So our interaction with the Lord in the courtroom of heaven is centered around prayer and intimacy. Um, it is important to approach the Lord with grace and with mercy towards others and ourselves. We need to know that God has a heart of love. That's first John four and eight. So every single thing that we approach God with or, or we petition God for, we need to keep in mind that he is a loving father and his desire is not only to answer our prayers, but to shift even the eyes of our understanding so that we know that us being able to see is possible. 
Amen. Um, the next one is the court of Mount Zion. This is number four. So we had number one as the court of meditation, which is a moment of reconciliation. Then we have the court of petition. It is where we bring the things, the prayers and supplications that we have in mind before the throne of grace. Uh, the third one is the throne of grace. Now, the fourth one, the court of Mount Zion. The throne of grace and the court of petition are linked in this court system, right? Most of our interactions happen there. It's when we um, have done our reconciliation. It's when we're sitting outside in the courtroom and then the bailiff will come and open the door and then we walk into the courtroom itself. Uh, and, and before that happens, um, most of the time, you've already thought about what it is that you're being faced with, the judgments that have uh, yet to be made. So the court of Mount Zion, uh, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. So your name, my name, everyone who confesses Jesus as Lord, our names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all judges, to the spirit of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. That's Hebrews 12, 22 and 24. I know this is a lot, um, but I promise on the other end, I'll tie it up. Um, throughout the Bible, right, Mount Zion is a place of, quote unquote, God's justice and judgment. This best describes the courts of heaven and how we can approach the Lord. Now, here's here's the tricky one, the court of the accuser. You know how, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to court, even traffic court, and you sit in there and there's these uh, words playing in your mind. Oh, they're going to throw the book at you. Honey, you're going to get uh, a fine of $12,000. You sitting there and all of these things are running through your head. If you've ever committed a major crime, if you've been faced with felony charges um, as opposed to a misdemeanor, I mean the angst, the agony, the frustration as you sit there uh, in the face of the courtroom, not really recognizing that whatever is to happen um, has to happen, right? So the court of the accuser, Accuser. There are several verses in the Bible that show Satan accusing people, quote unquote, in the courts. The main one is for the accuser of the brethren and sisterin who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Right. That's Revelations 12 and 10. So mind you, keeping in mind that Satan has um, no authority. Satan only has permission to do or execute what he has. And he, he knows that he's in and operating in a limited amount of time. It is very important to us um, to not to operate. So it means don't, don't accuse yourself. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're always beating yourself up. It is best to learn to operate in a spirit of forgiveness and reconciliation. So that means you have to forgive yourself for self-accusation. You have to forgive yourself for receiving all of the things that the enemy will attempt to accuse you of just during the course of a regular day, right? 
Uh, and then finally, we have the court, uh, well, not finally, the court of ancient days or the quote unquote Supreme Court. It is the highest court in the heavens, right? It is equivalent to the Supreme Court. As I looked, thrones were set in place and the ancient of days took his seat. This means that when, when the bailiff says all rise, we stand before uh, the great and just judge, right? The court was seated and the books were opened. That's Daniel, the seventh chapter, ninth through the 10th verse. Now, this is the highest level. Um, of, of court. This is the highest approach we could ever take. You can be taken in through a version of dreams, but at the end of the day, this is where we present our cases. This is where we uh, remind God that we recognize that there are things that our family has done. There are things that have happened in our bloodline. There are things that have happened uh, via our ancestors that have absolutely nothing to do with us, right? And so technically, you would need to stand in each one of those places. So the court of petitions, the throne of grace, the court of Mount Zion, and the court of mediation, right? All of these things. Can you mute your line for me? Amen. Um, and so with, with that said, all of these things mentioned, as, as peculiar as they may sound, um, may even challenge some of your theological perceptions, may even uh, make you uncomfortable. You may even be hearing as I speak right now, yeah, she done went way too far. She is over the top. Uh, she, didn't, she didn't change lanes. Well, yep, I have because I don't just want me to be free. I want any and everything associated with me to be free. Um, and so what that means is that I have a responsibility to go deeper and to learn more and to spend more time. Now, as we begin to get ready to pray, when we come out on the other side, we're going to go through some very simple um, renunciations, but we're going to present our cases to the just judge. Um, and then we are going to declare some things and expect some results not just regular results, but we are going to expect some things for our children, for our immediate and our distant family in such a way that we should see some results. And I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know, but what it's going to require is some meditation. So what I need to tell each of you as we begin to move into prayer is don't just pray mamsy pamsy prayers. Don't, don't just talk about you. Um, don't present all of your problems to God. That's not what this is. This is spending some time um, as we have about 15 minutes left telling God how amazing he is and how he is the just judge and how we have a desire to see his kingdom come on earth. We have a desire to be standing under an open heaven so that people would see God's favor on our life in such a way that they'd ask, what can I do to be closer? What must I do to be saved? So right now, remember, I want you to get it in your mind right this second. This is not about just you. Begin to meditate on your family. And if in fact God begins to give you some words, and even if the accuser begins to tell you some things about who you aren't and what you can't do and what's not possible, I want you to write them down. 
write them down so that when we get to the other side of the call, we can present our cases. We're going to do something a little different this morning. We can present our cases for our bloodline and our bloodline curses so that God can begin to restore some things. As I pass the call. And I may need someone to jump in. Um, really so, Father, quickly. we thank you this morning. Mm-hmm. Most gracious and heavenly, Father, because you are great. And you are worthy of the praise. Thank you, Father God, for this woman of God that so eloquently allowed us to know where we should go in prayer, how we should present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God as our reasonable service. Father, not only that, but we the repetitiveness of our prayers, they must change. Father God, we see the shifting that is about to take place. And I just want to thank you on this morning, God, for waking us up this morning. We have a new determination. Not only that, God, but I'm asking that you would join in and that we would begin to call out your name in times of trouble. So many are going through right now. We're pressed on every side, but God, I just wanna thank you right now for your goodness and your mercy that you allowed us to see a new day. Yesterday is behind us. And yes, there is things that are in the families, God. And we're asking this morning, as we come out on the other side of this prayer on this morning, that our thoughts will be of love and kindness, compassion, mercy, truth, that we will begin to decline and decree the things that have came about. Yes, there is some generational curses, but we are maturing in the things of you, God. And we're asking that you teach us how to pray and what to say and when to say it. Father God, we are, this nation is upside down. God, you know everything. You know the plans that you have for us. On this morning, as the people of God, for each and every assignment that is on our lives, God, I'm calling all the prayer warriors that really know how to call out on you at this time to unmute your line and begin to pray as never before. All the things that you want to say, all the things that you need to say. God, we just thank you and Thank you, Jesus, God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, cover the needle in the family, Lord. Cover my cousin, Lord. 
that we may cleanse This time is um, when we do our, our routine of um, just kind of going through the steps of saying good morning. But this morning, I want to do something just a little bit different, um, if you don't mind bearing with me. Um, I'm going to walk us through... Um, a petition, and no different than when, in fact, we appear uh, before court. Um, there is someone who gets up and announces the fact that uh, court is in session. And do you want to become uh, uh, his uh, disciples uh, uh, too? Uh, uh, Look, sorry, guys. Um, and and we begin to go through the steps of mediation. Um, sentences are handed out, and. Um, and then there we have those moments where um, the rulings take place. So I, I want to make a confession really quick. Um, the enemy has been borderline badgering me and telling me that this was stupid 
and that um, people are going to think you're weird, all of which, you know, to some may may be accurate. But that's when I know um, that not only am I supposed to do it, but um, that I'm supposed to do it and I'm supposed to do it quickly. I even went through um, the antics of asking Regine, you guys don't know her, but if she would teach it. And I immediately got convicted and uh, the Holy Spirit was like, why would you ask her to do what you're completely capable of doing? And so I I want you to know that, um, can you mute your phone for me, please? I want you to know that not only does the enemy not want this to take place, um, but as a result of it, I'm over here getting poked and picked with. Um, That's how important you are to God. And so again, no different than uh, initially um, entering a courtroom and there's a, a case that is pending, you would enter uh, your request. And if I can have everybody mute their phone in a moment, I'm going to have you take your phone off mute, everyone. And we're going to say some things together. Um, if you're not in a position to do so, totally understand and respect it. Um, but if you would just mute your lines, if you're not in a position to talk, that'd be great. Um, for some of you guys, you'll need to um, do this perhaps when you go home. Um, and what I had to do when I got home um, was go through these very same steps and measures with my boys individually. And um, it made a huge difference <laughs> um, almost instantly. And so I thank God for the process. And so we we go in and we present our case. So our our first statement is just judge. Uh, We ask as we present our case and our class action lawsuit against generational inequities. And uh, there's a scripture that says, when you are accused of something, you agree with it quickly. Somebody still needs to mute their phone for me. And I, I can mute it on my end, but I'd, I'd rather not. Amen. Um, as we present our case in our class action lawsuit um, against genera- generational iniquities, um, we ask for the accuser of the brethren to be present, but to be silent. Um, and as we do this, um, I want you, as I'm, I'm speaking, to ask Holy Spirit, what generational iniquities there are things that you've been fighting that have nothing to do with you i said that before there are things that you've been warring against and for some reason it may seem like you can get no headway uh there are things like uh for some people you you may be oddly promiscuous for others you may have um a, a, an addiction to drinking or taking pills or um over over-sensual and sexual. Um, It it may be a number of things, a myriad of things. And the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to say, I'm not that. You're going to say, none of that is true. And and I get it. But the word of God says that we are to agree with our accuser quickly. So if something comes up, I want you to agree with it really quickly. And then we will repent and confess it as sin. Um, Some of the stuff that you'll hear will be stuff that your great, great grandma did. May not make any sense to you at the moment. Um, There were things that came up that I I did not understand. Um, And then as I talked to my mother and she began to point some things out, um, 
I was able to associate what I heard when I was meditating. So for those of you that have a heavenly language, um, I would encourage you um, to use it right up and through here very quietly. And then we'll just sit for just a moment. We'll have a Selah moment and we'll start to think of, um, of what it is that we hear in the spirit so we can uproot it, move it out. While you're meditating, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give clarity, that you would bring to our attention some of the things that uh, we've dealt with in our bloodline that we have been fighting um, or shadow boxing to no avail. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would begin um, to open up the eyes of our understanding to help us see sin as sin, um, even if it, it appears or feels as if it's not a sin that we've committed. And so now here we're at the moment um, where I want you to go ahead and you can take your phones off mute and we'll say this together. Um, and I'll, I'll just write down some things that that Holy Spirit illuminated for me um, just during the course of our collective prayer. Amen. Amen. So, so we'll start by saying, because we know that God is a just judge, just judge. Um, we approach the throne as such. And so just repeat after me, just judge. We ask that as we present our class action lawsuit against generational inequities. Against bloodline curses. Against word curses. We ask that you would cover the sin. And the consequence. Um, we bring to you the accusations of pride. And we confess it as sin. On behalf of ourselves and our entire bloodline. And I ask for the blood of Christ to cover the sin and the consequence. We break every curse associated with the sin. We sever the cords of the sin on things done, both willingly and unwillingly, and partnering with anything. That went against your plan for our lives. Just judge. 
We bring the accusation of fear and intimidation. And we confess it as sin. And we ask for the blood of Jesus to cover the sin and the consequence on behalf of myself and my entire bloodline. Just judge. We bring you the accusation of lust and sexual immorality. And we and our entire bloodline. And we ask that the blood of Jesus Christ cover the sin and the consequence. Just judge. We bring the accusation of jealousy and anger. We confess it as sin on behalf of ourselves and our entire bloodline, both willing and unwillingly. And we confess it as sin. And we ask for the blood of Jesus to cover the sin and the consequence. Okay, so do this just in an effort so that we can go through the process. Put your phone on mute, and I'm going to go through some of these things because something may happen on the inside. You might experience coughing or crying or tears, whatever it is, allow it to happen. But I'm going to go through some of the confessions. You can always come back and listen at a later date with your friends, your family, your loved ones. But I'm going to go through some of the confessions, and you guys say it on the other end, but mute your phone just so that we have the continuity so that you can come back and listen to the replay. I don't want you to be confused doing this. It is extremely important. So I'll give you a second to mute your line. And if you're hearing anything, the words that I'm saying don't have to be your words. You can use whatever accusation the enemy is bringing to you. Confess it as sin, renounce it over yourself and your entire bloodline. Amen. So I'm going to go through some, um, the ones that the Lord gave me. And so just judge, we ask uh, as we bring the accusation of bitterness and unforgiveness, we confess it as sin on behalf of ourselves, on behalf of our bloodline. And we ask for the blood of Jesus Christ to cover the sin and the consequence. We break every curse associated with these bloodline sins and we sever the cords of things done both willingly 
and unwillingly. Just judge. We bring to you the accusation of greed, Lord God, and chasing after money and doing the things that mammon desire. We confess it as sin on behalf of ourselves, on behalf of our entire bloodline. And we ask for the blood of Jesus Christ to cover the sin and the consequence. We break every curse associated with this sin and we sever the cords. Just judge. We bring to you the accusation of gossip and self-accusation of self-hatred and low self esteem. We confess it as sin on behalf of ourselves and our entire bloodline. And we ask for the blood of Jesus Christ to cover the sin and the consequence. We break every curse associated with the sin. We sever the cords of things done willingly and unwillingly of partnering with anything that would denounce the power of Jesus Christ. Just judge. We bring the accusation of religiousness, Lord God, religiosity, of tradition. We confess it as sin on behalf of ourselves, on behalf of our entire bloodline. And we ask for the blood of Jesus Christ to cover the sin and the consequence. Break every curse associated with this sin and sever the cords of things done willingly and unwillingly. Just judge. We bring to you the accusation of the lack of self-control and self uh, discipline, of divisiveness, of manipulation. We confess it as sin on behalf of ourselves and on behalf of our entire bloodline. We ask for the blood of Jesus Christ to cover the sin as well as the consequence to break every bloodline curse associated with this sin and sever the cord of things done willingly and unwillingly. Just judge, we come against um, and bring the accusation of witchcraft, of, of high masonry, uh, of, of any type of uh, idolatry. We confess it as sin on behalf of ourselves and on behalf of our entire bloodline. We ask for the blood of Jesus to cover the sin and the consequence. Break every curse associated with this sin and sever the cords of things we've done willingly and unwillingly. And when we've not partnered with the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, uh, just judge, I bring to you the accusation uh, of of gossip and attention seeking. Hallelujah. We confess it as sin over ourselves and on behalf of our entire bloodline. We ask for the blood of Jesus to cover the sin and the consequence to break every curse associated with this sin and sever the cords. Hallelujah. Just judge. We ask as we bring the accusation uh, of rebellion and hatred and frustration of lying and manipulation, uh, we confess it as sin on behalf of ourselves and our entire bloodline. We ask for the blood of Jesus Christ to cover the sin and the consequence, break every curse associated with the sin and sever the cords. Hallelujah. And in so doing, there are so many more things that we could actually go through and confess and profess over our lives. 
I would I would encourage you or implore you to later on today, if in fact you know these things have applied to you, to come back and to use this basic primary script and go through all of the things that you know the accusers presenting to you. For some of you, you may see pictures of things. Um, for some of you, uh, you may hear audible things that are in your bloodline that you need to deal with and or approach. In so doing, um, at the end of all of your confessions, at the end of your presiding court case, uh, there is a judgment entered. Uh, you can begin to take your phones off mute um, as I share what the process is uh, for waiting for there to be a judgment entered. Uh, now, just judge, we presented our case to you in the courts of heaven and we ask for your divine ruling. And as I'm speaking, I hear um, and I can see the gavel being hammered and every accusation has been presented gavel is being hit on the on the desk of the judge and each charge in arabanka so each accusation I hear him say not guilty Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
in this place. In this place, all I feel is your love. Your love, your approval. That he's already approved of who you are. He's already approved that you are in love. 
in the place of complacency. And we thank you in advance that we'll begin to stand in our victory. With the Bible taken from my pores. God, thank you for courage to face every single thing that you would allow us to face, God. Hallelujah. Knowing that we have the victory, knowing that we win. Hallelujah. God, thank you for giving us courage to fight. God, thank you, Lord God, that you go with us. That you come after us, God, that you go before us. Hallelujah. Yes. You come after us, Lord God, and because you fight on our behalf, we always, yes. hallelujah, yes. we always triumph yes. in the name of Jesus. We bless you. God, we honor you and we submit ourselves to you this morning. In the matchless name of Jesus, we declare it done and we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. 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 Thank you, Thank you, God. Thank you, God. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. Thank you, God. He's a way maker. A promise keeper. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Wow. Thank you, God. Not guilty. Not guilty. As much as I hate to go, I have to prepare to go to work. Pray 
that something happened today that will not just help you today, but for the rest of your life. And that it doesn't have to just come from me. You can do this anytime you'd like. When the Lord begins to bring things up, it's your responsibility to locate them in the spirit and to tear them down. Not just for you, but for everyone that you love. And if you know somebody that you know is struggling, seem like they just can't get right. We are you to take the time to read the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. And just like there are blessings, there are curses. And you can use the word of God. Go directly to the curses that you know are impacting your family and pray them out and root them out. Uh, disannul them and disavow them uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is not a magic trick. This ain't no hoodoo, no woodoo. This is the word of God. And unfortunately, uh, our hands have frequently been tied. And we've not been able to walk in the authority wherewith we were saved because it's almost as if it's been a secret. Well, listen, the cat is out of the bag. And I and everybody that I love is going to walk around here free if I have anything to do with it. You will not die for lack of ignorance on my watch. Not going to happen. So let the people who don't get it call me whatever they may. I'm going to do this thing right here till the wheels fall off. I will die confessing that Jesus is Lord and his word and every single promise that he made is owed to me because he said it. And everyone that will, I will teach the truth of God's word to power. No more walking around powerless and feeling defeated for yourself or your children, your grandchildren, we come against all of that. In the name of Jesus. I love you guys beyond words. And I pray that no backlash, um, no attack from the enemy come as a result of us operating in our legal right to confess the truth of God's word over our lives and the lives of our loved ones. I have great expectation for us all. And I know that God is going to blow our minds in this season. And I challenge you to believe it, to expect it. But I want you to find a place of prayer and occupy it so that you can experience the truth of God's word in your life and see it in your children's lives. I love you guys. Um, I pray that you go and you grow in love and that you be the Jesus that somebody needs to see. Amen. Amen. And if you have a testimony or something like that, put it in the victory room. Share it. Share it. We love to hear. Amen. And don't forget. Amen. 5 p.m. We're still fasting today. 5 p.m. today. Meet us back here online. Um, yeah. Amen. I love you guys. I bless. love you guys. Bye. Love you. Love you, Dion. Love you too. Love you. Amen. Thank you, God.